something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And actually, that's what I want to talk to you about today. I have on occasion on this podcast done discussion about various topics for writers and about writing. And it's something that I want to do a bit more of, though I'm not going to stop talking about some of the sci-fi fantasy stuff that I'm already discussing. We already have two ongoing series about Star Trek Discovery and Star Wars The Clone Wars that I'm going to be doing, but I would like to talk a bit more about writing. And the more I think about it, the harder that is to do. And because there are so many podcasts out there already about writing, and honestly, some of them are covering topics in a bit more depth than I would feel comfortable doing. I, I don't really want to take the time to do deep dives into grammar or editing advice or things like that. But one of the things that I think is valuable for writers and non-writers alike to know is that there's one thing that I think every writer has a problem with. And this is purely anecdotal because one of the things that happens to you when you're a writer is you start to know a bunch of other people who are writers and you start talking like we seek each other out at conventions. It's a crazy thing. Like we, we have a joke at shore leave that writers emit a sound that only other writers can hear because we will end up clumping together without realizing that we're a group of writers and then we'll start talking and then, Inevitably, the question comes up, so what do you do for work? Oh, you're a writer, too. I'm a writer. You're a writer. We're all writers. Ha ha ha. Yeah. But one of the things that comes up the most when we're having our little chats is that writers have a hard time selling their books. Now, that may seem obvious on face value. Well, there are so many books that come out and marketing and dot, dot, dot. But that's not what I'm talking about. Writers are really bad at selling their books. Not all of them. Some writers are better than others. And some writers really enjoy the process of getting out there and talking up the work that they do. But the vast majority of writers that I've met and known over the years, even if they have been able to get over that particular picadillo to some extent so that they have at least an outwardly facing public persona, that makes it look like they're good at selling their books have an internal resistance on the inside of them that tells them don't do this. Don't do that. This isn't the time. That's not right. And well, you have to start see at least if you're me, you start seeing that as a trend amongst the writers that you know. And a lot of us have taken various paths to get to where we are, and we take various paths in how we sell our books. And of course, I'm not talking about going to a convention or doing a book signing or 
buying ads on Facebook or Amazon or Twitter or any of that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual idea of selling the book. See, I'm going to focus mainly on my experience here because, you know, I know it intimately so I can talk more to my own personal experience. But mind you, I have heard so many other writers over the years say very similar things. And I would actually put musicians in this category too, because I've heard this from a lot of musician friends of mine as well. There's this weird thing that we have inside us that tells us that either the work that we did is not valuable and thus we shouldn't be trying to sell it or that the very act of trying to make money off of the fiction that we are producing or the art or to use the cringiest word I possibly can, the content that we are creating, it feels like selling out. There, there's a weird, almost punk aesthetic that comes with being a writer for a lot of the writers that I've encountered. And there's a good reason for that, maybe. My pool of friends is going to be necessarily limited to people who are more or less like me. And as somebody who came up in the punk goth kind of place and also listening to a lot of metal, there is kind of this idea that at a certain point, success and selling out are indistinguishable from each other. And this poses a big problem for a writer because I... For, well, especially for me, I love my books. I love my characters. I love my settings. And if you are not careful, I will spend forever talking to you about weird minutiae that I am either obsessed with at the time or that seems tangentially relevant to the conversation that we're having <laughs> because it's what I love to do. But the idea that at some point in that process, I'm then going to turn around and say, buy my book. That feels dirty and that feels wrong. And given the world that we currently live in and the state of publishing as it is, it's even more problematic because, well, Harlan Ellison always said that the most important thing for a writer to do is to understand their value, to understand the worth that they bring and the value that they bring to a project and that their copyright has value to it. This is, of course, one of the great reasons why in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, they had to resort to using red matter. In the original version of the script, they were actually going to go to the Guardian of Forever and leap through it. Harlan Ellison, when he found out about this, pointed out that he still technically owns the copyright on that script and they'd have to pay him. And then of course, Harlan was Harlan and arguments ensued and they just changed the script so they didn't have to pay Harlan Ellison. But while there's a lot to agree and disagree with 
Carlin on because, well, he had a very long career and said a lot of things. A writer does need to know their worth. We creative peoples, no matter what we're doing, whether it's art, whether it's drama, whether it's music or storytelling, we need to know the value of our art. And this is really hard to do in today's world because there are so many options and there are so many things that various corporations are trying to push upon us that it makes it really difficult for us to figure out how, when, why we should make a buck off of our work. Should I be doing a Patreon? If I'm doing a Patreon, does that mean I can sell my books? If I'm not selling my books, then how are people going to find them? Wait, if I'm going to have them on Amazon, Amazon wants exclusivity, which means I can't give them away on Patreon, so I can't do a Patreon. So they got to be on Amazon, right? Well, I mean, I could put them on Amazon without exclusivity, but then I'm missing out any money that I could be making from Kindle Unlimited, and that's where a lot of writers are making their money. So I should definitely be on Kindle Unlimited, which means I have to do exclusivity, which means I can't do Patreon. Wait, but what about Wattpad? I like Wattpad. Wattpad would be a fun place to try to develop a community around the fiction that I'm writing while I'm writing it, and actually get input on drafts as they're being written. But I can't do Wattpad and Kindle Unlimited because of that exclusivity thing. Well, I mean, I could put it up, but then I have to take it down, and that's not fair to the audience over there. And all of this jumble starts spinning around in our heads, at least in mine, and it becomes very problematic. What is my work worth? I, I have a book about to come out. I'm very excited for it. It's called Crucify My Love. And as part of that, I wanted to actually start a podcast of the book so that the podcast will be out there and people can listen to the audiobook for free and get to know me. I thought it'd be a fun way to grow and extend the audience. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to doing that. Oh, but... Audible wants exclusivity. In other words, there can be no other audio version available anywhere. Well, but I want the book in Audible. Oh, so if I take a severe cut on my royalties, the Amazon-owned Audible will let me put the book up there anyway. What is my book worth? What am I worth? What is any of this? worth. That's where a lot of these ideas start spinning around and around and around and around. It's hard for me when I'm at a convention to tell, tell people to buy my books. I'll often mention that I write them. Sometimes I'll even put them up next to me on the stand while I'm doing a panel. But as with this podcast, I just like talking to people. So I don't usually think about selling. In fact, one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me at a panel was I made mention at the very beginning that I was a writer and we went through and had a very good chat with everybody that was there. And when our time was up, somebody actually raised their hand and I was like, oh, yeah, what, 
what you have something else to add and they were like yeah you, you said you were a writer do, do you have any books with you oh yes I, I i do and there was this laugh that went over the audience because one of the things that i said in my intro is that i am very bad at promoting myself and it became this kind of a joke throughout the convention and i actually sold quite a few books that year because it became this joke that when people saw me, they would always say, do you have any books for sale? And I would say yes. And sometimes somebody nearby would go, oh, you're a writer. And that would start a whole other conversation. And they, they forced me to be able to sell my books. Am I worth that time? And I don't mean that in like a self-esteem sort of a way, because it's very easy to get all of this wound up into the ideas of self-esteem and self-worth and all of that. No, it's what is it worth? Because it really comes down to what it, our goals are as writers. Are we here to try to be the next JK Rowling? Well, if you want to be the next J.K. Rowling, you probably want to lock down your rights as tight as possible, which means granting exclusivity to a few places so that you can focus in on them and build up your audience cred there. And who knows, maybe the ruby dust will be sprinkled on you in the middle of the night while you sleep and you'll hit a bestsellers list or two and eventually a franchise will grow out of the work that you're doing and hey you'll be rich that probably won't happen but it still brings up the question and the problem of what am i worth what is my fiction worth how do i sell it because with the plethora of options available to us as writers there's an astounding number of variations that can be put to place, put into place for the actual selling of the book. And that is a real problem. So if you are a creative, if you are a writer, if you are looking at getting a book out, whether it's your first or uh, seventh, I don't know. I, I lost track, which is a good thing um, because I have, you know, books written that aren't out. And yeah, so, but you have to realize one very important thing, no matter what creative field that you're in, you should always be looking at your end goal. Income is a wonderful thing. Income is a great thing, but there are various roads to get there. So what's very important for us right now is to sit back and examine for a minute what it is we really want as a writer, and that will tell us what that book is worth. We'll continue this more after the break. And we're back. Okay, so before we got to the break, I was talking about all the different ways that a person can make money as a creative in this world. And oh, do I hate that term? I really do. There, there's part of me that likes it because... In so many ways, I feel like it explains what I do better than anything else because I do these podcasts, I do artwork, I 
do some illustration. I, you know, write books. But the co-opting of that term by people that just make me cringe. Oh, maybe we should take it back. Hashtag taking back creative. Now that sounds like something completely different. Never mind. But no matter what you're trying to do, there's a lot of different ways that you can make an in make an income now from your creative endeavors. In fact, we just heard one. We do ads on this show that helps bring in some money. The biggest thing that I think that a creative needs to understand, and this is something that I've been giving a lot of thought to recently, especially with a new book and series about to come out is asking the basic question of what it is that you want in the long term. What is it that you're trying to actually accomplish? For me, I want people that I can talk about the imaginary worlds inside my head with. Like, that's my main goal. Like, yeah, it'd be great to make a bunch of money and maybe eventually have a movie or TV series or video games or something. Some comics would be awesome. And I'd love to find a comic book artist I could work with and actually make some. That'd be really cool. But the main thing that I really, really want is a group of people that I can sit back and discuss the fictional worlds that are rolling around inside my head with. So from my own business standpoint, and yes, if you are in the creative fields, you have to see yourself as a business to a certain extent. But when you're making your goals, when you're setting up what it is that you want, you have to really think about why you're doing this. Because that's the one question that anytime money and creativity get brought up in the same breath, they never actually ask you what it is that you want. There's the assumption that this is a capitalist society and you want to make 100% of your income off of your books or your artwork or your music, whatever it is. And yes, that, that would be a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. But honestly, I want people that I can talk about the fictional worlds that live inside my head with. That That's really what I want. Money would be nice, but being able to talk about these things with other people would be so much fun and would bring me a lot more fulfillment in the long run. And so for me... This starts bringing up numerous questions because then when I'm doing my business plan, every step that I take along that process needs to feed towards that goal. See, it's easy -er, (laughs) to make a business plan dedicated to making money, which is why everyone talks about that because that's simple. Okay. I want to make X amount of money. So Here are some ways that people are making money. Do those things. Rinse, repeat until you get to making the amount of money that you want to make. And I have to say, anyone selling you a bill of goods about how much money you can make doing this, that, or the other method, pay very close attention because they're probably making their income telling you how to make an income. 
like as much as I like some of the author coaches that I have worked with in the past, they they sell classes. So how much is their advice actually valuable? And I'm not saying that we should discredit somebody because they sell classes. Like I'm not, you know, coming after Joanna Penn or any of these other people. They give away a lot of content for free and they do a really good job with it. And they're one of the reasons why I joined Ally, who also, by the way, gives away a lot of information for free. But you have to kind of be mindful about this. Like one of the things that I noticed is there was a guy going around who was talking about how to use Amazon ads. And I'm not going to say his name because I'm not really trying to toss shade in his direction. But yes, you can make good money doing Amazon ads. And I tried out his system and you know what? It increased the sales of my books. Yay. But when I actually looked at his business, a lot of his business had to do with taking his course where he teaches you how to make money off your book via Amazon ads or through his book about how to make money on your books off of Amazon ads. And there's nothing hypocritical about that. There's nothing wrong with that inherently, but I can think of a few people that I have encountered over the years who tell me how wonderful they are at selling books. And then you look and they're selling five, you know, one to $10,000 courses on how to sell books, not actually selling books. They're, 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 this is, and these are the, these are the people that I really consider scammers because they don't have books out on the market. And like the guy I was talking about with the Amazon, you know, ads, he actually has books on Amazon, like fiction books, and he uses his methodology for selling those books. I'm not calling him a scammer. I am saying, though, I have encountered some people whose entire business is telling you how to run your business that aren't running a book business at all. And when you actually look into their tips and tricks they're easily cribbed from other people. So be mindful anytime anybody offers to sell you a secret trick on how to make money online, because if there was a secret trick on how to make money online, it would work for like a few seconds and then algorithms would be changed and it wouldn't work anymore. Or it would be so flooded by people all executing that same trick that again, it will stop working. There are no silver bullets. So I want to say that up front. And I don't want you to think that I'm giving you advice. I'm talking about how I'm running my business as a way to give, give you ways to think about how you should run yours. But it's really hard because I want to get crucify in front of the most people I can. In theory, that would be to give it away for free. And that's one of the reasons why I'm going to be doing the free audio podcast for the book, because that's something that I have some experience with, and it puts the book out there in a way that I think is accessible for more people for free and allows it to bring more people in to the series and into the setting. But honestly, 
if I were to put the book up exclusively, the ebook exclusively on Kindle Unlimited, I have a chance of being read by more people than I do by putting it on Wattpad. Your mileage may vary on this, but I've actually tested this over the years with various projects. I've had better luck getting people to read on Kindle Unlimited than I have on Wattpad. And it's probably just because I'm 42 years old and I'm not in the target market that Wattpad is aiming at. Though if anybody from Wattpad hears this and would like to help me, I, I really would like to use your service. It just doesn't seem to perform well for me. That doesn't mean it won't perform well for you. Maybe you have the time, the energy, and the effort, or just the ruby dust to make it work over there. But that's what where this all becomes important. It's about setting up those goals that you actually have. I want to get the most people that I can to read Crucify My Love and start reading the Mask of the Gods series that I have coming out. That way, I have a higher chance of a few of them being as into it as I am and wanting to talk about it with me on Twitter or Facebook or through some other means. So, I have to do the things I think will help me achieve those goals. And that's how much the book is worth. Do you understand what I'm going for here? See, if your goal is simply to make money, then slap a price tag on it, put it in a store, and sell to your heart's content. Learn everything that you can about optimizing sales, getting your book funnel set up, and selling the crap out of that book. And again, I am not denigrating that in any way, shape, or form. But that is your idea of success. And that may not be one that's shared. Now, your idea of success may be different from mine. You may not want to talk to other people about the book that you're doing. And you may not be that interested in money. You just may want readers. In which case, you should find the route that is best for you, that works for you to get the readership that you want that book to get. That could be on a free source like Wattpad. That could be on your own blog. That could be by doing an audio book of it and putting it out as a podcast. That could be putting it on KU so that people can read it there. Whatever it is that you think will actually get you that readership that you want or that will help you to hit the goals that you have set for yourself, that's what you should be doing with your book. And don't let anybody tell you that you're goals are wrong because not everybody wants to be a full-time writer not everybody wants to have an active and engaged fan base that they can spend time playing with those are my goals other people's goals the key question in all of this is what is your goal all right i hope you enjoyed this this is something I've been thinking about a lot, and as I've been searching for information, it's 
so easy to find people saying that the only worthy goal to have as a writer is to make a million dollars or to sell a certain number of books. And again, not saying that those are bad or wrong intentions to have, but they're not the only intentions people have when they're writing. And that's the first thing that you need to learn if you're going to try to have any kind of creative life. What are my intentions with this? What do I want to get out of this project? If you enjoyed this podcast and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or this podcast, please do so. That helps me out a lot, especially, but not limited to Apple podcasts. If you're listening to me there, they take ratings and reviews heavily into consideration in their algorithm. And that really will help me out tremendously. If you have a buck, you can throw my way. You'll see a link in the show notes that says support on anchor, or you can go to patreon.com slash Dorset and give over there. I'm still revamping my Patreon because like I said, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. That money helps me do a lot of things, including get the new mic that I'm currently talking to you on, as well as getting a copy of Vellum and Worldographer. Thank you all so much for your, for joining me on this path. It means the world to me. If you don't have the money or you just don't want to give, that's fine. Just share me with some people that you think would like me if you can. That really helps me out a lot too. Um, you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com, which I'm thinking of doing a revamp to and putting more resources up for various things. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please go to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app, follow Project Shadow on there, and then click the voice message button. You can leave up to a one-minute message, please keep it clean, and if it's interesting, I'll use it on the show. I think that's it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I was kind of afraid of doing it, but I think it's a topic that needs to be discussed. So until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.